Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hi, this is Dr. Judy Cook welcoming you to Shrink Wrapped, a place where you can learn skills to shrink away some of your troubles, wrap yourself in more enjoyment, and begin to find more rapture about being in this incredible universe. Today, we're going to have a really incredible guest. Her name is Anna Leoy from beautiful British Columbia. And Anna is a master certified coach with the International Coaching Foundation. And in her 15 years as that, she's helped thousands of people all around the world. That's included 14 years working with the Harv Ecker programs as well. She's also a very fun and adventurous lady uh, who likes to get out and doing do all kinds of athletic and outdoor things. Uh, she has a daughter that's very much into ice skating, and she's had other activities of her own. And she's also writing a book now about fear and how it doesn't really exist. I really can't wait to see that book and interview her again about that. But meanwhile, we're going to talk today about the mind-body connection. And that came because of a question that Anna asked me one day when we were talking. So Anna, tell everybody what that question was and why. Oh, hello, Judy. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, that was a really important question. So um, I had a time in my life not too long ago that uh, I wasn't feeling myself. I felt like something was missing and I was looking for that and I couldn't find and I was getting, you know, demotivated. I was getting the days that I was procrastinating things. I was just not myself. And then I asked you, is this can be because of my pain? Mm -hmm. And I certainly said that certainly can be because of your pain, because there is an incredible connection between the mind and body. The chemicals that manage our mood and that manage our pain are very similar. So if you're sort of depleting those chemicals because you're in pain, it can drag you down. And even something simpler than that, I, I broke my arm one time and I really wasn't in pain, but by the time I got the cast off after two months, I was feeling depressed and the orthopod said, that's really not unusual fractures either. So it, it's really important for people to, to tune into this whole issue of the mind-body connection. And they need to know that, that diseases and medications can cause emotional things, and emotional things can cause diseases. They're all tied up together. Yeah, they are. Kind of works as a chain, right? Because as you mentioned in the beginning, I'm a very adventurous outdoors person. And uh, I felt that uh, this pain wasn't allowing me to be myself. And my focus became what? I need to get rid of the pain. I need to get rid of the pain, right? Because of, uh, right. But, I, but I forgot to say, I, yeah, I had an injury in my ankle that was, you know, not letting me run as the way I like to. And uh, this became like my own disease, right? My focus is to cure the pain, cure the pain. So, and the pain was expanding, expanding, and I just started on the process of being a roller coaster. Yeah. And then you did something on your own about it, didn't you? Yes, I did. And I love to share <laughs> that because it was so precious. 
Well, I woke up one day and I said enough is enough. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you coach so many people, when you train and everything, you reach a point that you say, you know what, now it's time to start walking the talk, right? And I remember yes. one thing that um, Harold Ecker always says, that he was one of my great mentors, that what you focus expands. So then I had that light bulb coming, you know, like, what is your focus, Anna? Your focus is that you were injured, that you were incapable, that you were not doing things. And at that moment, Judy, I decided to change my mindset and focus on healing, focus on sending good energy, good vibrations to my injury. And it starts showing gratitude, too, to my body, to all the things I was capable to do. And things changed really quick. Isn't it amazing? What we focus yeah. on is what we find. It, yeah, it's just absolutely, absolutely amazing. And and the more I get people to understand that and the more you get people to understand that, the more quickly they get past things like physical pain. Mm-hmm. I find it sometimes tougher to get them to admit that they've got an underlying emotional pain that started the whole string and start focusing on that positivity and gratitude in their life to kind of get past some of that emotional stuff. And, and I think mm-hmm. you've had some interesting patients in that area. Yes, absolutely. And I can tell you an example that was really strong and that was a beautiful transformation too. I had a client for years that uh, she was diagnosed with uh, autoimmune disease and, uh, when she heard the news, like she felt, you know, I am never going to be myself again. So she went into a place of, uh, you know, overwhelm, depression. She uh, started playing the victim. She stopped doing the things. She was a high level entrepreneur, very intelligent, had a lot of wisdom. And she reached the point that she let it all go and she was in a really dark hole. So one day we had a beautiful session and I said, you know what? You need to change something here. You need to get out of that spot and you start telling yourself that it's not over and you need to make a choice. So what do you want to do to your life? You want to be there forever and, you know, and not find yourself again or you want to make a choice of change the way you see things, change the way you think and rewire and retrain your brain to all the beautiful things you have in life. And uh, through exercises to, you know, getting aware and getting conscious of she was actually making herself sicker than what she was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the process, yeah, and the process of healing started with her changing her mindset and getting out of that victim place that was becoming extremely toxic to her life. And little by little, she created rituals in the morning. We worked together. She started on gratitude. And she actually got much, much better from the pain and from everything that, uh, you know, was happening to her body through her autoimmune disease. And so did you figure out what was going on underneath that emotionally to be causing that physical disease? 
the emotions were really messy. It was like guilt, it was like blame, mm-hmm. just, you know, saying, why do I deserve this? Why the universe is sending me this? I was always good. So, mm-hmm. and was the guilt too, like why I cannot overcome this on my own because she was a extremely uh, powerful woman, right? So the, all those emotions were coming. Yeah, and and that stuff that happens around you uh, can sometimes build up, and you're not even aware uh-huh. of it, and and suddenly it catches you. Uh, I know my grandmother was living me with me in the last months of her life, and all of a sudden I would start tripping and falling, and I would fall going upstairs, not downstairs. Life was tripping me up as I was wow. having this woman I loved die, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I had an experience with. A hospital I was working at, and the environment changed to a very bad, toxic environment. And yeah. I found myself getting, you know, high blood pressure, irregular heartbeats, stomach pain, all this sort of thing. And I was watching what it was doing to the, the other people around me and decided to get out, uh, which I think was a wise decision because that hospital literally caused the CEO and the medical director to have strokes and die. Uh, So it's so, so important that we listen to our emotions. And if we shut out our emotions, then we've got to listen to our body because our body is trying to get our attention and say, hey, dummy, listen, you've got something going on here. (laughs) I'm going to make you sick. And I'm going to give you these kind of primitive signs of what's going on. You know, there's something you can't stomach or it's breaking your heart or, or whatever it might be giving you cancer. And you have to start paying attention to it or it just gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah, that's true. And one thing I say to Judy is that we are our environment. So, and when you, you become an observer of your life and an observer of yourself, you look around you and you can, you know, start asking yourself some questions like, who am I hanging out with? Mm-hmm. Is this person or, or, or this group bringing the best of me out or the worst of me out? Like, mm-hmm. how is my house? Do, do I have a lot of clutter? What is this creating in my life, right? What am I saying? What am I listening to? And you observe, like you said, the feelings. And really become aware, like, what's coming up here? And then when you put yourself in a position that you have so much awareness and clarity of your feelings, and you know for sure that you cannot handle yourself anymore, then what is the next step? Ask for help. Absolutely. Reach out. Reach out. Tell people. Hire a coach. Hire a psychologist. Talk to a friend. Talk to your family. Right? Without feeling that, you know, if I tell people that I'm not well, they might be thinking that I'm not good enough or that, you know, or that I'm sick or anything. Don't be ashamed of speaking up and Allow yourself to, to be vulnerable and tell and say, I'm not well, but I'm searching to be good, right? Yes, but, you know, we, we have so much stigma attached, much less to physical illness, but a whole lot of stigma attached to emotional illness, which is part of why we stuff mm-hmm. our pain. And, and mm-hmm. so we don't talk about it and we don't go get that help. And, and it mm-hmm. really can build up and, and do horrible damage. And, 
one of the things I, I like to spend time doing is getting people more aware. Our, our emotions are the heart of our existence, our persona, just like our, and it's critical to us, just like our heart is critical to our body. And we've really mm-hmm. got to, to pay attention to them. And one of the things people have trouble with sometimes too, if somebody that loves them says, hey, you know, you're not quite yourself. Instead of listening, they get upset, they get mad. They, what are they talking about? You know, when people mm-hmm. love you, bring up those kinds of things. Listen to yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise it just Listen gets to- worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Listen and honor your feelings, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I want to mention something special here. Uh, but I read a book like a while ago from uh, Anita Mujani. Yes. This book was amazing and touched my heart so deeply because she was in, in a terminal uh, illness of cancer in a hospital. And one phrase that is always in my head, and I also tell people about you, that uh, she says, I have the choice to come back or not. I choose to return when I realize that heaven is a state, not a place. So, and I think in life too, it's so important when you really connect your mind to your body is to start making the choices. What is my choice here? Like, what do I want to focus on? If I have pain, should I honor my pain or be upset with my pain? And I think it's such an important lesson that we do create our own heaven or our own hell for ourselves. I I had the great pleasure of meeting Anita when I was on a cruise honoring Wayne Dyer. And the the title of her book, by the way, is Dying to Be Me. And her struggle was that she was always struggling so hard with her Indian culture where women were kind of suppressed uh, to be who she wanted to be and feeling that Mm -hmm. she couldn't. And so she had a lot of unhappiness and struggle about that. And that's part of what she had to let go of when she had her near-death experience. Uh, and and mm-hmm. part of what she's doing now, of course, is being her and telling people about this and, and educating people is a part of what she wanted to do. And she's very much alive and well. When she made that decision, it took her two months to have that cancer turn around from killing her to being totally cancer-free, which tells you yeah. just how how powerful our mind and our set of expectations are and just how tied together these things are. You yeah. know, there's, there's another, another marvelous, marvelous example of that, you know, and that's Dr. Bernie Siegel. This is sort of the doctor side of things um, because Dr. Siegel was actually a cancer surgeon an oncologist and he had a patient scheduled for surgery and he went into the OR and he looks up at the x-rays and he said, hey, you put the wrong x-rays up there. <laughs> yeah. And, and the tech said, no, we just took those x-rays on this patient a little bit ago. Yeah. So there was no cancer in that person. And he mm-hmm. was stunned. That's incredible. And when it happened a second time <laughs> is when he decided that it was time to start looking more into the holistic picture of medicine. And that's when he also wrote his book love medicine and miracles uh, about that whole thing. And of course, Carl and Stephanie Simonton, who were right here in Texas, uh, began doing a lot of work on 
getting people to be more open in talking about their illness and how they felt about dying and, and just talking about all of this stuff instead of stuffing their feelings and, and, and talk about the, the grief that they were experiencing with the life changes, not, not just grief about dying, but also things that were being taken away from their health and everything. And lo and behold, they increased the survival rate of the patients. Mm-hmm. They increased the quality of life of the patients and they increased the quality of life for the family members as well. So yeah, that's that beautiful. whole bit of, of dealing with your emotions and realizing that that tie is there and you, you got to work on the whole person to get things better, not just one little area. Yeah. You said the word uh, just now that uh, it's a really precious word to me. That is miracle, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, I, I grew up in a Roman Catholic family, really the healthy environment for me. And as a little girl, I always heard my grandma, grandpa, mom and dad tell me, you know what, if you have any pain, even emotional or physical, or if you want anything, be quiet and pray. And I guarantee you that God is going to provide your healing, that God is going to give you the things you want. And believing on that with unconditional faith is that, you know, I grew up believing that miracles were possible. Mm-hmm. And I think this happens exactly with our brain. Like when we really believe in something, when we know without conditions that we can have and, and get anything we want, we can transform our lives in miracle after miracle. So it's really crucial for you to believe and for you to have inner faith in yourself and believe that you can heal anything you want through your brain and through your body. Absolutely. That belief system is, is just so critical. And we've got great examples of that in, in other areas of medicine. Uh, traditional healers uh, were really wonderful psychologists, the, the curanderas uh, of, of Mexico, uh, which I learned about when I was going to medical school in San Antonio. Uh, one of the things they taught us about was the trick of telling people, well, it wasn't trick, but the skill they learned, they would tell people, you've had an evil eye placed on you and we're going to put this raw egg under your bed and you go to sleep. And mm-hmm. I'm going to drive that evil eye out of you and it will go into the egg and cook the egg and then you'll be well. And of course, when mm-hmm. the person was asleep, he would swap out the raw egg for a cooked egg and then they'd wake up and lo and behold, they saw that yeah. and it was something that solidified their belief and lo and behold, they got well. But you know, we have, we used to be able to have in medicine the use of placebos what we call Mm -hmm. the the sugar pills, you know, and sometimes it was injections, sometimes it was liquids, sometimes it was pills. And they were just totally something benign. And yet, because people believed in them, they got better. And now they don't let us do that anymore. But ironically, (laughs) with so many of our psychiatric medications, They are not <laughs> yeah. significantly better than the placebos are. So again, yeah. very much of it is the placebo effect. Uh, and they've shown very well that, that therapy 
where we really help people work on those underlying emotional issues does a whole lot more in the short term and then also in the long term to get people well because you're teaching them skills and they keep building on those skills. Once you stop the pill, well, that that placebo effect and and any medical effect is, is just gone. Let's take a short break. And when we return, we will talk more about the mind-body connection and ways you can help both of them do better. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN Podcast hosts at EWNPodcastNetwork.com. to shrink wrapped and our guest of the day the wonderful Anna Leoy we're going to continue talking about things you can do to connect your mind and body to a happier life Anna life is so simple and and sometimes we all make it so difficult it's just about thinking like with a little bit of logic and 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 sometimes with no logic at all that the brain is so powerful and the way you wire or rewire your brain can be so powerful too that can lead you to the life you want that can lead you to uh healing that can lead you to a great life or to the worst life ever because the things we put in our brains the things we feed our brains with are the things that are going to lead us to our days to our months and to our years of life right Right. And and that's been true for a long, long time in all areas of our life. You know, Henry Ford made the very famous statement, whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you're 100 percent correct. Because we bring our beliefs about uh, and make them exist. And, And a lot of times we've got deep set beliefs that were I hate to say programmed into us, but but we we watched we we watched those adults around us and what they were doing and and how they felt and and what their dynamics were and then we copied those because that's how we are as creatures and so very often you have these belief systems you know I don't deserve to have money or money's bad or I'm going to be sick all the time or I'm not very smart or whatever and we see this and it gets programmed into our beliefs and so often we're not even aware of it and without help we're probably never going to become aware of it and that makes it very hard then to bring it out air it out and make decisions about how you're going to change it and it's very often a very deliberate and conscious decision i have decided i deserve to be wealthy or healthy or whatever else it might be and don't believe on those stories that were created for you that not even you created that, right? So that's right. what you carry. Talking about mind and body uh, is so common these days, Judy, that everybody's going through, I'm going to eat organic, I'm going to exercise, I'm going to you know, have a very healthy lifestyle, I'm not going to smoke, I'm not going to drink alcohol. So you are that pure body, right? 
Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you have an extreme toxic mind. You mm-hmm. think about negative things. You always think about the worst that can happen. You hang out with people that bring the worst of you out. So where is the balance? So your right. body is all healthy and everything. You do everything for your body. So how are you feeding your brain? How are you treating your brain? Yeah. So and, and I really say, so yeah, when you decide to treat your body so well, you need to get conscious about what I need to train my brain to treat my brain the same way. So in that case, I have complete balance in my life. Yeah, so many people just keep exposing themselves to toxic things. Like you say, those negative beliefs, they expect it to be bad. But we also have so much out there around us. You know, the the Mm -hmm. news is so negative. And most people don't think about the fact that all those news reporters have to get together and gather stuff from all over the planet to get that mm-hmm. 30 minutes of negative stuff that then gets reported over and over and over on all the stations and sometimes gets carried over for days. So in reality, mm-hmm. there's very little bad stuff, but they blow it up and they poison our minds to believe that there's terror you know, on, on every corner out there. And, you know, we yeah. get all those commercials. Oh my gosh, the commercials that are telling us all the things that are wrong with us and they are they are so skilled at it i mean (laughs) by the time they get through with their commercial they've got you convinced that you have whatever problem they're trying to sell you you have so that you'll then go and buy their product no matter how crazy it might have sounded to you before they did their advertising stroke and that kind of stuff drags your mind down and when your when your mind and your feelings go down your body goes down with it so you really have to be aware of those current day things as well it's really important mm-hmm. yeah because in that case you're focusing what you're focusing on the problem because people are telling mm-hmm. you you have a problem to sell a product to you to solve your problem but in reality you don't really have a problem mm-hmm. so yeah, and, and, you are, and, and you are led to believe that you do so we need to be really careful with what kind of, you know, information we, we look for and what kind of things we watch every day, right? Right. And, and, and the other Again. thing is, you know, you have to make your own decision about whether you see something as a problem when it really isn't. I mean, I see people and they're coming in and complaining because it's raining outside because it's a little inconvenient. And yet... I'm always glad when we have rain. This is a water planet and we need it. It's the same mm-hmm. rain. The difference is how I choose to look at it. And that mm-hmm. affects how my mood is and how my day goes. And there's so many things in life that are like that. And instead of sitting there and thinking, well, what if it goes wrong? Say, well, what if yeah. it goes right? Then what? And, and, and what new things are out there for me, which is a whole yeah. lot better. Absolutely. Just going back to what I said, like at the beginning, be the observer of your life. Watch your environment, right? And, and observe how you react and act with the things that you were putting in your life, with the people you're putting in your life, and with the thoughts you're putting in your life. So I think only creating awareness and be really present to your life and to you, I think it will, you know, help and and guide people to live a different life and 
to have less sickness and to really be connected with themselves to the mind and the body. Well, you know, and I think, you know, you, you've mentioned before, and I think we both work on, on this with people to, to create awareness of things so that people can be aware and then work on them and then look for mm -hmm. what a solution is and then set up your plans, whether it's exercise or meditation or deliberately working on changing your mind frame or you mm -hmm. know, getting a positive addiction, uh, you know, like my addiction to orchids. Yeah. That kind of help yours to yep. exercise in the outdoors. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because those are things we do to kind of get ourselves focused in a positive way uh, and see all the good stuff in this universe because yeah, there's bad stuff out there. There's a whole lot more good stuff. But if you're only looking for the bad, that's all you're going to find. You know, yeah, you know another thing that, that I think is, is, is just so, so important is that attitude of gratitude. And I, I, I get so tickled. You know, Louise Hay, who has Hay House Publishing, uh, the first thing she does when she gets up every day is she thanks her bed. For helping her have a good night's sleep. Beautiful. And, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and, you know, Zig Ziglar uh, has passed now, but, but he was a very wonderful motivational speaker. And for him, the first thing each day was, hey, I'm not in the obituary column. It's a great day. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> so we yeah. can even find those very, very basic things to be grateful mm -hmm. for. And yet, so many people are only looking for the things to gripe about. And, and we're so spoiled about expecting everything to be just so. And there's a very wonderful book, and you and I have discussed this book a bit before, and that is The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. Uh, where yeah, she it's a miracle book. To... Oh, it is. I mean, I, I actually tell you how much of a miracle it is. I, I gave that book to the year that it came out. I gave a copy of it to all of my patients. And wow. one of them mm -hmm. was a young man who was schizophrenic and had psoriasis. And after he started using that book, mm -hmm. not only did his thought processes improve, his psoriasis improved dramatically. And that sort of became an indicator of when he was being more stressed by what was going on and things because his psoriasis would start to flare back up again. Okay. But mm -hmm. just that very important change of moving away from griping and complaining and weeping and moaning and carrying on to looking at all the things to celebrate and be joyful for is just yeah. so, so yeah. tremendous. Gratitude is everything, but, uh, one thing that I do myself, Judith, that I can share with you, and I also advise a lot of people to do, is to create a mini system for you. And uh, the number one thing I say is to create awareness. Recognize what's going on and accept that instead of blaming. And then talking about focus again, focus on solutions always, not on mm -hmm. the problem. Because when you focus on solutions, your mind is more open to, you know, to information, to like what can come up from this that could be a solution mm -hmm. for me. And then 
followed by what? When you need it, like when you know you cannot do on your own, ask for help. Create mm-hmm. connection with you and with others. Do rituals as you're t- talking about gratitude. Wake up every day. Say five, three things that you're grateful for. Then your focus for the, for the whole day is going to be what? It's going to be on gratitude, not on, on lack of, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and anytime, you get thinking of, anytime you get thinking about negative, redirect yourself back to the gratitude all day long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All day long because that's how you start your day. So you carry that vibration with you and vibration is everything too so people know you through your vibration when you vibrate negativity so uh, like like what you do like sometimes people don't want to be close to you because that's how you vibrate but when you vibrate gratitude when you radiate that like you create more connections in your life too right absolutely you know going to what you said about looking for the the good things out of problems that was something i figured out quite a long time ago that you know our tendency if we've got a problem is to to moan and carry on and say make it go away make it go away make it go away and i learned to sit and say okay universe you obviously want me to learn something from this so help me Mm -hmm. learn and grow from this situation and you know ironically that made it go away much faster and let me get in touch much more quickly with what the lesson was and mm-hmm. I, I had a, a very wise teacher in residency, and his, one of his favorite sayings was to say, the universe is perfect. It's our understanding of it that's not perfect. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I have used that to, when things are seeming to be a problem, to stop and say, okay, what's the perfection in the universe what is the perfection in this that i'm not seeing and i mean i got to the point that i could even look at you know people think cockroaches are horrible right and yet they're the ultimate recycling machine you know we Mm -hmm. would be buried in so much garbage if we didn't have things like cockroaches and other kinds of critters that were digesting all that stuff they're a part Mm -hmm. of a universe that's that's just one of many pieces that all fit together to make it a really wonderful, perfect universe. And, and so the more we start doing that, the better we get mentally and the better we get physically and the better life flows. Yeah. And seeing life with perfection too, you know, and showing gratitude will, will help you have joy. Mm-hmm. Because there is a difference between joy and happiness, right? So happiness rely on something from the outside like getting a gift or getting a promotion or making money or, you know, seeing a friend that you don't see for a long time. This, it's, you always need something to come from the outside to make you happy. But joy is the opposite. Joy comes from your inner, from inside. So you can actually feel joy without having anything. Yes. Right? So you go to a forest, then you see a waterfall, you go like, oh my God, this brings me so much joy. So I don't need anything from the outside. And when you start living life with joy too and appreciating the things that are around you, again, your life changes. You are less sick. Your pain doesn't last as long as, you know, a lot of people that are not on that state of mind. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, I have days when my, my computers and everything are, are acting out and kind of a drain on me. And fortunately, right outside my window, I have hummingbird feeders and lots of trees. It's kind of almost like a park out there. And so I just kind of focus on that and switch my mindset and get back into the joy of life and look out there and say, those birds got to know something I don't know. I, I need to learn from them and, you know, get out enjoying life like they are and reframe and regroup myself. And boy, it makes so much difference. And, it, you know, another thing. <clears throat> Go ahead. <clears throat> because again, you change your focus, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. When you keep focusing on the computer giving you problems, you get more problems in your computer. And when you take a break <laughs> to look to the other side, to the nature, to the birds and everything that brings you joy, then the frustration gets what? Down to zero. So when you come back, you see the problem in a different way and you handle better. Yeah. And you know, it was funny because the other day, I, I actually had to take my computer into Apple to have them work on it. And the guy who was doing the work is somebody who's been doing IT work for a long, long time and is very, very knowledgeable. And I started describing some of the problems and I said, and you know, it seems to me that when I'm upset about something, the computer acts even worse. And he just nodded his head and said, yep. <laughs> That's how it works. So even oh, our really? computers are on mood. <laughs> so when Ooh, you get somebody, as, <laughs> somebody as OC and in their heads is an IT guy that sees that. Yeah. You know, it's it's an important lesson out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there's another thing that that you and I have have talked about, and I think that we both kind of do with patients. And it was a, a really important lesson, again, that I got from that same professor. He said, you know, if something's going on and you're upset, just sit and ask yourself, where am I? And your answer needs to be, I'm right here. Mm -hmm. And then you ask yourself, what time is it? And your answer is, it's right now. And then you say, yeah. so right here, right now, am I bleeding to death? Is there a hurricane yeah. coming down on me? Is there something horrible happening in my life? And you realize that right here, right now, you're okay. And you focus on staying yeah. in the right here, right now, which is part of what mm -hmm. we do with things like meditation. And that's one of the things you spend a lot of time teaching people about, how to, how to focus on the here and now. So talk about that a bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, being in the present moment is, is, is the only option now because when you go to the past, like what do you create in your life? You create depression in your life because the past is dead. There's nothing you can do about it. The only thing you can carry from the past are, are the things you've learned that you can transform your life today in a better life or learn from the lessons. But never stay there because, you know, it's not going to bring you anything. And when you go to the future, what happens? You create anxiety because the future is not here yet. And as you mentioned, I am writing a book. I just talk about this in my book that fear doesn't exist because it's in the future and the future is not here yet. So people get really attached to what's going to happen if, what's going to happen if, then you are anxious all the time. And just from that exercise that you just mentioned, where are you? What time is it? You are here and now. And then you enjoy the moment and you can see things that you cannot see if you are depressed or anxious. 
that's my one of my number one secrets of balance and happiness and joy is to be present all times. And, and in those rare times when you may have a right here, right now problem, then identify that and do something about it. But worrying, mm-hmm. fretting, you know, moaning about the past, fretting about the future, it, it just takes away from your joy and your peace. And, and so getting in that present moment and staying there is so important. I mean, that's been such a big lesson in, in not just in therapy, but in so many religions all over the world, that, that that's mm-hmm. how you get yourself to a better place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because as, you know, uh, uh, Anita say, you know, like heaven is not a state, is a state, not a place. Right. So right. in which state, in, in, in which state you are choosing to be, in, in, like in which state you were, you know, choosing to be in your life right now, not yesterday, because you can't change the state that you were yesterday and not tomorrow because it's not here yet. So the state of mind of commonness and, you know, and of being grounded and living just here and now. Yes, it's all just so important to, to do that because it, it just makes your life so, so very different. So, Anna, we've had this discussion. So with all your coaching experience, what would you suggest people do to better enjoy their lives and to handle this whole issue of the mind-body connection and having it all go better for you? Well, what I advise people to do is um, start your day with gratitude, as we talked about. So every single day, even before you get out of bed, say five things that you're grateful for daily. Then you're going to start your day in a good vibration. And one more thing is do meditation move your body, get connected with nature, be outside. And even if you don't like the gym or anything, like put loud music in the house and dance like for 10 minutes or even 15 minutes. <laughs> this is after, it helps you create connection, right? And, and oh, bring it does, yes. Happiness. <laughs> yeah. And one more thing is um, before you go to bed, like the human tendency is for you to always ask yourself, what I haven't done today. Then you, you go to bed with what? With a toxic mind, a negative thing, right? So instead of that, celebrate five successes you've done that day. Then you go to bed with what? Again, feeling good, feeling successful, and feeling connected with you. And any time in life you are suffering from pain, or you were sick or anything, don't focus on the pain. Do whatever it takes to create healing for the pain. Go to the doctor, go to the physiotherapist, or, you know, seek for help. But have your focus on what? I am able and I am going to create healing for me as a choice. And this is totally going to enhance your life and make you happier and having a much simpler life that is going to be much better. Yeah. And I, I really agree that, that, you know, first thing in the morning, being grateful, last thing at night, looking for the positives to kind of wash away any of that negative residual that may have come in from the day is so important. And if you wake up in the middle of the night, sit there and think positives. It just makes miraculous changes in your life. 
So all those suggestions you have are so wonderful. So I, oh. I want to thank you so much, Anna, for, for being here with us. And uh, I look forward to uh, you getting that book done. So we're going to be able to, to talk again. So any last comments yeah. you'd like to make? <laughs> well, I, I just want to wish everybody, you know, uh, a, a beautiful, pain-free, you know, life. And uh, I am really excited to, to share my book with all. And uh, I want to thank you, Judy, for having me here with you. Well, thank you for coming. It's been an absolute delight to have you here, Anna. Mm -hmm. So I want to say to our audience now, I hope you have been really enjoying this discussion. And uh, Anna and I are actually looking forward to putting together a more lengthy webinar uh, that mm -hmm. people will be able to come to and probably will ultimately do some seminars as well. And if you stay in touch with us on our websites, you can be kept up to date on that information. So Anna's website is www.anna.com. Leoi, L I O I dot com. That's A N A L I O I dot com. And my website is Go Dr. Judy. That's G O D R J U D Y dot com. So for now, this is Dr. Judy, and I want to thank you for listening to Shrink Wrapped, where our goal is to help you shrink away your problems and increase your rapture in your life. I look forward to meeting with you again next week. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN Podcast hosts at EWNPodcastNetwork.com.